0: You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 115.
1: Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Agile Wade.
0: Hey there, toy people, Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of the Toy Coach Podcast, making it in the toy industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Toy people, you may have heard that Toy Creators Academy is officially open for enrollment. If you have a toy or game idea that you would like to develop with me by your side, then please head over to ToyCreatorsAcademy.com and join us inside this program. Now, the night of March 1st, At 7 p.m. Eastern, we opened enrollment with a launch party. It was an incredible event. A great number of you toy creators showed up. Thank you so much for being there. For today's episode, we are going to talk about the topic of research. And we'll touch a little bit on relationships in this conversation too. But research is going to be our primary topic today because it is the way that today's interview guest made her toy idea a real thing. With the help of her research and some borrowed relationships from the TCA virtual pitch event, Her doll line is now in a toy store. So at the beginning of this episode, I've got a little announcement to make that I'm thrilled about. I'm gonna dive into a little bit of a teaching on the importance of research and what kind of research you should be performing. And at the end, we are gonna have an interview between Nicole Hawthorne, student of Toy Creators Academy, who now has her incredible product placed at a toy store. You ready? But before we get into all that, I have got to say a huge thanks to Women and Toys, because in the midst of getting ready for the Toy Creators Academy launch party, in the midst of uh, just everything, blowing up balloons, building my presentation, getting the, the website ready for people to register, in the midst of all that, I found out that I won the Storyteller Wonder Woman Award for 2022, and I just replied in all caps to that email. <laughs> so, Mary Kay, if you're listening, thank you. Hope I didn't freak you out with my reply of, "Oh my gosh, are you serious?" But it honestly, I was thrilled. You know, I remember last year when I think it was last year. No, no, it was it was 2 years ago. Wow. So, I remember 2 years ago going to the Wonder Woman Awards dinner. And I, I'd been nominated for, I think it was Rising Star. I think I had... I'd been nominated for Rising Star and I'd been campaigning, quote unquote campaigning through LinkedIn. So if you're if you're a listener of this podcast who received a LinkedIn message from me 2 years ago trying to campaign for to win Rising Star, I apologize. I didn't know what I was doing, but I I really wanted to win that award. I remember going to the Wonder Woman Awards dinner and thinking like, "Wow, this is huge. This is amazing. Look at all these people in the industry." And then they had Stephanie McMahon was there. And I mean, the whole event was just blew my mind. And at that event that I wanted to get more involved with women in toys, I wanted to be a bigger part of the story. I I really wanted to win the award that night. But I remember when I lost, I felt like it's okay. This is just the beginning. You know, this is just the start. And so now, you know, fast forward two years later to be the recipient of the Storyteller Award. Well, as I tell my story to you of the past, this is very meta, but two years later to find out that I received the Storyteller Award, this took my breath away. I I gasped. I was so excited. I had a chocolate martini to celebrate, and I just want to say thank you to the women at Women in Toys who you know, made this all possible, but also you guys supported the Toy Coach from day one. I mean, maybe you didn't know about the Toy Coach from the day one because I had no followers, but you supported it from like episode six once I started posting more, you know. Mary Case specifically and especially, thank you, thank you, thank you for the just the encouragement to keep doing what I've been doing, that you don't know how much that means to not only me, but the people that have been positively influenced and impacted by the lessons given here on this podcast by me and by the guests that come and join us on the show. So yes, yeah, so that's my my short little diverge away from the topic today. But I had to say a huge thank you for everybody that voted for me for this award, because this time around, two years later, I didn't have time to do the campaigning that I did before individually messaging people, but I did post about it on my social every chance that I got. And if I have not yet responded to your email of congratulations, I just want to let you know it is on my to-do list and you will get a response from me. It just so happens that All good things seem to happen all at once, and there's just not enough hours in the day to capture and respond and appreciate every single moment, but I will do it, and I will get back to you all so, so soon. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the congrats that you've been emailing me. Thank you for the voting that you did for me. I mean, I didn't think I had a chance, so thank you. It means the world. And I will be posting a photo of me with my cape the moment, the moment that I receive it. Okay, let's dive in to the lessons we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about the importance of research and relationships. And the reason that I want to talk about the importance of research and relationships is because not doing research and not building relationships are are some of the biggest mistakes that new toy creators make when they jump into this industry you know just wanting to do what you want to do and not wanting to take cues from the market not wanting to redirect your energies and your efforts where they're most needed is you know, it's a natural flaw that we have because we believe in the industry of play. It's hard to realize that you do have to really buckle down and do the work. It's not all fun and games. I mean, how many puns can she fit into like one minute of speaking? Let's see. <laughs> but talking about the area of research. Now, inside of toy Creators' Academy, I teach a very streamlined type A style method of research right, and that method of research is just' it's just tr- built off of my entire career of doing you know every season whenever we would start a new season of product development at any company that I worked at, we would uh, plan out a research trip and i I actually still have to this day still have map that I built out in Google Maps of stores to visit for research trips. And I remember my very first research trip at Horizon Group USA. I remember telling my boss at the time, like, we've got to go on this research trip. And he was like, yeah, we have to go on this research trip. And he was like, I'll let you plan it a shell. You seem like you want to do that. And I planned, I planned the bejesus out of that research trip we went on this research trip and we had an itinerary. We had a focus for every store that we went to. We had a timeline. I jam packed our trip. And I remember by the end of the day, my boss and my team that I worked with, they were exhausted and they never wanted to let me plan a research trip again because I I had us traveling all around the city, going to different stores to find inspiration for all categories of play, all product, even in and outside the toy industry. So since that time, I've learned how to simplify my research process a little bit, streamline it a little bit more. And that's what I what I teach inside the program. But what, what some people don't realize is there is planned research that you do when you go out and you look at toy stores and you look at non-toy stores. You can do planned research to intentionally inspire an idea for a toy or a game or to give you a new mechanism concept. But at the same time, there is something about you in your life and in your world that can actually act as the research in itself. There might be a game that your kid seems to play that is not meant to be played when your kid gets uh, their hands on Uno cards. They might create a whole new game out of it. That's not the the play pattern that's meant to be played with those cards. You want it to be a doll that stays with your child for entire life and maybe becomes something that's passed down. And you realize there are no options for your Black child to have this heirloom doll. There are times where your research will look like this, where your research will essentially just be you living your life, experiencing your life. But when you come at your life with this mindset of a problem-solving toy person who sees that the industry is missing the mark in some areas, that's when you turn your everyday life into a market research session. And that's when you can say, oh, you know what? There is a huge missing segment here that It seems like nobody's filling because I, the parent, or I, the sister, or I, the child themselves, want this product and it doesn't exist. I want to be able to do this function and I can't with the products that are out there. And once you get that, that is essentially your great big idea. And that is when I encourage my students to then go and do the research to make sure that this idea does not already exist in stores, to figure out what stores you want the the idea to be in so you know what buyers to connect with, to go out and do that research to see who your competitors are in the toy industry. Are they direct competitors? Are they indirect competitors? Is there a way for you to be inspired by their line to make yours better? Can you get lessons and feedback from the people that have problems with their product, the customers that complain about your competitor's product? What can you learn there? The data is there. The data is all around us. You just have to look for it. You have to see it. So when we go to our toy trend research trips, when we when we go out into the world and we're trying to see if our idea already exists, we have to go out with a focused mind. We've got to go to toy stores to specifically find somebody trying to do like what our idea is. And we've got to figure out what the manufacturer is that makes it. And then we've got to know what their customers think about that product. Now, this is a a quote by a Nobel Peace Prize winner from 1937, who has an incredibly difficult name to say, but I'm going to do my best. Albert Szent-Jörgyi said this quote, research is seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. I'm going to say that one more time. Research is seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. So when you go out and do your research, I want you to see everything and then come up with a creative solution or innovation or opportunity that nobody else is realizing. So now I want to introduce you to a student of mine named Nicole. Nicole has a product called Jayla's Heirloom Dolls that she made with her daughter, Jayla. And her dolls are now placed in Learning Express League Zurich for a test run. She saw something that nobody else saw. So I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Nicole recently, and then we'll pop back in and we'll talk relationships. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today to talk about your experience with Toy Creators Academy.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is an amazing opportunity. I love it.
0: So First, (laughs) I want to start off and just talk about who you are. What do you do? What's your story?
1: Okay, absolutely. Well, my name is Nicole Hawthorne and I'm co-founder of Jayla's Heirlooms with my five-year-old daughter, Jayla. And we create a handcrafted, diverse, timeless dolls because we believe every girl deserves a doll that represents her and she feels good about. So yeah, that's where we started. We did a, a soft launch back in 2020 in November, and we've been just kind of crushing it ever since and it's been amazing. And like uh, 90% of that is due to you. So like you definitely need to be like have stock in our company in the future because this actually has a lot to do with starting with you. So that's why I'm so glad and honored to be here.
0: Oh, thank you. I I do want to talk a little bit about that because I know you took you took notes from the podcast before even joining the course. So I mean, even though this is about the course, I'd still love to hear how you started, how you took notes from the podcast, what you applied and what happened for you after doing that. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I am a master researcher and I like Googled for weeks and weeks and I finally came across your content and I was like, oh my goodness, this is life. This is giving me life right now. So I binged like all of your episodes from your first season, you, you were, I believe, maybe halfway through your season at that point. And then I, the one that was the game changer was your interview with Terry Nichelle for Brown Toy Box. And she went in on getting grants from your local communities and support groups and resources and things like that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I need to do this now. And that led us to applying for our first grant that we won for $10,000. And we've won two other, three other grants since then for a total of $35,000 in our first year of business, which was like insane. And right. I've never written a grant application ever before. So that that podcast sent me down the path of like success in financing. And I mean, we're still bootstrapping, but we don't have to bootstrap so hard because we've been getting these grants and everything else that you your podcast has since put out including TCA Toy Creators Academy put us to the right path where we're at now which is graduates of your program and and starting to do a test pilot with an actual boutique toy store so we're like beyond excited we this is one year in and I'm like I can't believe we're here
0: I I can't believe it's only been one year I feel like I've been seeing your name pop up longer than that so okay first <laughs> You started Jayla's Heirloom Dolls because you wanted a doll for your child that was like durable and like one that would be with her for a lifetime, maybe passed down right to your family. Yeah. And made of cloth.
1: You know, obviously there's so many plastic dolls out there. There are some, and some of them are diverse and very nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, You know, consumer of many different types of products, but I just wanted something that I thought um, was very extra special. And when I found the cloth dolls that were out there, unfortunately, they had um, black and brown people not depicted as we really are. You know, we're beautiful. And and it just didn't have that. Yeah, it didn't give me that vibe. I'm like, my baby needs to see. She's gorgeous. You know, I'm um, not not a typical like stereotypical old school, what we would traditionally say rag doll. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, no, we need a high a high end, like beautiful doll that really depicts how we are in real life. But it's also accurate to our natural features and didn't have us looking, as my mom would say, too grown. You know? So it's like, I was like, no, them dolls are too grown. Like she needs to look like her natural little self. She's a little girl. You know, you got time to grow up later. And so when my friends started to see the custom ones, I curated a collection with women artisans around the world. And I just started going in on the design and I would have someone else make them on our behalf. And when that was it, once our friends and family saw them, they were like, oh my goodness, you have to sell these. We need these. These are so beautiful. Yeah. And they actually me look like my child yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. similar because we have some that are a little fantasy my daughter's in the mermaids right now and yeah. she you know loves princesses and ballet and so you know there are some like that with beautiful hair like yours and different colors but just yeah. we we wanted to ha- at least have the features be authentic to uh, the real you know black and brown experience
0: so many people listen to the podcast and say, oh, I've got enough information here. I'm just going to roll with the podcast. What made you want to come back and still take the course?
1: Okay. So in real life, like I like to say, I like to say my nine to five, I'm a project manager. And I know that, you know, a plan, an idea without a plan is just uh, an idea, you know? So when you go in your strategic with your plans your actions align and you're able to have really good outcomes right so i'm like type a i was like i need to sign up she has a plan you know like she has information that needs to come into my brain and then the really the podcast was an appetizer right so i'm like okay yeah That's i got a big it.
0: appetizer yeah, I'm
1: like, she's appetizing us and just whining and dining us. I need the main course meal. I need the dessert. I need the drinks that come with it, right? So once I got into your class, that's how I knew that everything that I needed to know was there. Yep, it was there. So uh, I didn't have to be the Google queen anymore. I didn't have to go hunting for other coaches. You know, there's a million to one different people that want to coach you. And it's like, well, you're not in my niche. I need somebody that's actually doing um, things or have done things. And, you know, like I always like to say, you got receipts, girl. So with receipts, you know, can prove that they've been successful in this area. And there's just no one else, at least that I have found personally.
0: You know, what's really interesting I am not a someone who has like made a toy product and launched it themselves. But instead I come from the, corporate side where I've dealt with inventors and entrepreneurs. I know what retailers right. what retailers are looking for because I've developed products for companies and launched it for companies. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting position to be in because instead of telling you, this is the one way that I launched my one product and you should just do this way, I teach you guys like, these are all the different routes you can go. Here's right. the order in which you would do all those different routes. Here's like, you choose your best path based on like your okay. finances, your resources, what your goals are. Right. Do you feel that? Did you feel that going yeah. on? Yeah. And I think that unique
1: perspective is something that you couldn't get anywhere else, right? Because unfortunately, you can get someone that maybe just knows a lot about one thing. So the the fact that you actually know a lot about a, a bunch of things you know, means that you can give that unique perspective in a a, a few different areas, right? So you don't have to be a a toy entrepreneur. You're out there with your own brand, although you do have your own business, you know, and you have experience with your own business, but you don't have to be that person for us to glean all that information from you, you know, and especially if you're trying to scale like we are, we need to know what the uh, corporate um, toy world is looking for. And if we're on par with those trends, Or if we are making our own waves, if it would be something that they would even pick up on in the future and be interested in.
0: So what did Toy Creators Academy help you get unstuck with? Did you get that plan you were looking for? What did you get?
1: Yeah, so I definitely got the plan. Your girl still got the work the plan, right? So I'm still making sure that I'm doing what you said to do. But I feel like I got the framework, Because the framework is what keeps you honest and keeps you focused, and the rest is literally up to you. So in terms of being unstuck, like I said, with the toy pitch at the end, that solidified that the idea is... Wanted on a, a large, a potentially larger scale to test out. So I'm really interested in seeing how our test pilot with that boutique toy store works out, because that could also help to, you know, give us some more validation. Not that you need a ton of validation, but just the, the pockets of testing. I'm really big on user feedback and finding out, you know, how things are going, if people are interested, what changes we could make. Always iterating. That's that that change, you know, trying to make sure you're keeping up with what people desire. So that got us to that point. We've never pitched a toy company or a big, you know, store before. And we wouldn't have been able to do that, by the way, without this. Aww. So this platform. Yes, thank, thank you. you so that, much.
0: that was my next question for you. Had you ever gotten your product into a toy store or pitched to one before? before no. T- Okay, And then I have made calls as you
1: like even the local places that are smaller and they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, we'll have to see. So you definitely, this course opened doors that we ha- we were on, not able to open and potentially now we have in our portfolio to say, hey, look, we're doing this with this place, you know, you should try us. You should give us a chance
0: too. I love that. And honestly, you doing so well during that pitch and which let's get into that in a little bit it just inspired new ideas for me because there were toy makers who were interested in taking TCA last year that messaged me and were like, you know, I'm not sure if it's quite for me. And then when I saw what it did for you, when I was able to get that retailer for cum, Mm -hmm. I started thinking I was like, oh, all those makers should be here because then they could have this opportunity. So That's great. let's talk a little bit about the TCA virtual pitch event, which is the pitch event mm-hmm. that happens af- at the end of Toy Creators Academy. So it's a 12-week program, which at the mm-hmm. end of it, you get to apply to pitch to retailers or toy companies, depending on your toy path. Not everybody gets to pitch because you literally have to apply and show me you did the work. You have something to yeah. show. What is it? It has to be good um, to pitch. But it's included as part of the program. So Nicole gets a pitch to Learning Express Express Lake Zurich. So, gel I have to just preface the story with
1: that I'm now nine months pregnant with my second daughter. Right? Wait, so you're nine
0: months right now? I'm nine oh, months. I'm you can really go and lay into labor any moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, like two weeks. I got like two weeks left. Right. So when when I signed up and you initially you know gave me my time slot, I'm like, okay. This baby didn't come yet. We're good. We're going to pitch. Right. And then I just wasn't feeling that well. And I reached out to you, and you were so amazing. You were like, girl, get on that pitch. You got this. You can do this. And I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, like I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm tough, I'm a business owner. I can still make this happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going into it not that confident because I wasn't feeling that well physically. Like I was so tired and beat, you know, and still, I'm, I call it, I'm a dualpreneur. Like I work during the day, I have a nine to five and then I pick this up and I I don't have a team yet working on that. But long story short, I went into it and I was like, we're just going to bring that energy that you bring, you know, when you talk to people, because this is a cause of mission in my heart. Right. And then, so yeah, speaking with Richard, it was amazing because he got it. You know, the presentation, I followed the, I tried to follow the template that you outlined as much as possible. And you helped so much with the reviewing of the presentation and uh, helping create some of the graphics, which I don't have that background. So that was amazing. And I just, I feel like the whole experience was one of the best pitches I've ever done. And I've pitched a lot. I've pitched a lot last year. Yeah, maybe at least 10 to 15 pitches that have been um, some successful where we've won grants and stuff. And then (laughs) others where people just were giving us feedback on what we're talking about, but the outcome of him testing the dolls in um, the Chicago uh, area, just so exhilarating. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that I did this because I was doubting myself. I was even doubting myself, you know, right before the pitch, like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to go.
0: Which um, I was shocked by. I was like, is she serious right now? Aren't you part of like the Amazon Accelerator program? I
1: was like, what? Yes, yes. The Amazon Black Business Accelerator and all that. And I'm like, I I have to pull it together. I got to do
0: right. (laughs) I was like, you are ready. And then if anybody, if you don't know, testing a product means they're bringing in a small batch to see how it sells. And if they can sell through, if it sells well, then they will place a real order. I'm so happy for you. So, Tell me how big was your toy company contact list before you took TCA
1: zero <laughs> a, a, a shot of none I, I didn't no. expect that. <laughs> yeah I had none you were it you were it I, remember I told you I was stalking you for a while I was yeah. like on Instagram and finding you on LinkedIn yeah. and obviously your podcast so yeah you were you were it and now I I'm like oh man I would at least say several you know that you've ha- have offered. You know, to share with us besides the one that I now am directly in contact with. Fantastic. So that's that's amazing, and I just feel so proud and and blessed to have been a part of your your cohorts.
0: Awesome. Oh, overall, how was your experience in Toy Creators Academy?
1: It was amazing. <laughs> if I have to do a scale of like one to a hundred. It was a thousand. You know, I think everybody should sign up. I feel like if you really are serious about trying to do something, this is the program for you. If you're not ready, this is still the program for you, but you need to get your mindset right so that you can do something because, you know, knowledge without action, like I said, is just an idea. And we, if we are dreamers, that's great, but we want to have those dreams come true and be alive.
0: Yes. Thank you. Oh, and I have to say like, You are part of the reason that I even invited Richard to come to the pitch event. But depending on what you guys submit for the pitch event, I have my base people I normally invite, but I go out and add people based on your concepts. So yeah. So (laughs) thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for this. Anything else you'd like to add? But if not, it was a pleasure.
1: No, I just, I want to say thank you. I I really hope and pray that you continue to do this hard work. I know it's not easy being a creator, right? But when you create, it helps other people to create too. So thank you very much. That's
0: beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. You too. Well, there you had my chat with Nicole. Let's move into our, well, there you had it, my chat with Nicole. And I mean, I am thrilled that she found so much success through the Toy Creators Academy program. I'm super proud of her, happy for her, and can't wait to see what is next in store for her product, for her brand and her entire line. For today's episode, we are going to talk about the topic of research and we'll touch a little bit on relationships in this conversation too, but research is going to be our primary topic today because it is the way that today's interview guest made her toy idea a real thing with the help of her research and some borrowed relationships from the TCA virtual pitch event Her doll line is now in a toy store. So at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to dive into a little bit of a teaching on the importance of research and what kind of research you should be performing. Then I've got a little announcement to make that I'm thrilled about. And at the end, we are going to have an interview between Nicole Hawthorne, student of Toy Creators Academy, who now has her incredible product placed at a toy store. You ready? Let's dive in. Well, there you have it, toy people. That was my interview with Nicole. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the importance of research for your toy ideas. I hope you got some valuable takeaways and insights, and I hope you're super pumped and interested in joining me inside of Toy Creators Academy. If you are, head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more about the program, and I would be thrilled to see you inside of the course. If you would like to join me for my wrap party to wrap up enrollment for Toy Creators Academy, please head over to ToyCoach.com forward slash 115, and I'll put the link in the show notes there for you. And I would love, love, love to have you attend. Now, the conclusion of what we learned today, we really focused on the power of research. If you need help figuring out any of those things or any of the other seven steps in the toy development process, then I want you to reach out to me and say, hello, I would love to chat with you about how potentially this program and I could help you develop exactly that. Okay, so here is your action item for today. I want you to go out to the stores. I want you to go to your closest store. It doesn't have to be an exclusive toy store. It could be a Target or Walmart or BJ's. And I want you to do the research, going in there with uh, your own toy idea in mind and just see if anybody else has come up with anything remotely close to what you have created. Okay. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know your time is valuable and that there are a ton of podcasts out there. So it means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next week, I'll see you later, toy people.
1: Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Ajelle Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice.
0: Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to ToyCreatorsAcademy.com to learn more.